You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Welcome to the Palace of Mega Pixels. This is Super Mega Brothers Turbo. And welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White, and with me is, as always, Todd Stark. Hello. Have you been, Todd? I don't know. Fine. I have not played absolutely anything this weekend. Really? This week. Yeah. Nothing. Just been that busy? No. I just don't want to play right now. Fair enough. We all have a burnout time where yeah. we just need to say, I don't want to. Yeah. But maybe, I guess I've been playing enough for the both of us because I yeah. got a lot I've been playing. <laughs> <clears throat> I uh, actually uh, started where I, where I told you, I think last week, I didn't want to start into anything big. Right. So I was still kind of playing Injustice 2 for a little bit. And then I got frustrated with it because I was trying some of the harder right. missions. And there's only a, so much you can take of a computer player beating you around like a rag doll. Or, your, or one of your best friends just kicking your ass the yeah. whole night. But this is 10 times worse because no, they are calculated. They know everything you're going to do. They block <laughs> everything that you do. And then when you get up or they get you in that right spot, it's just like, pop, 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 pop. And just beat your ass. Yeah, and you can't move. Or they get you into a corner. It's like, you know what? Screw this. I'm done. So I got frustrated with that. Put it down. Put it down. So I decided, well, okay, let's see what else I can play. Please say that you played closer. Or no. No, I, inside. Wait, what, what game is it? Inside. Inside. That's what you've been you been wanting me to play. Did I you? did not. God damn it. I know. I've got to get it first. I don't have get it. it. It's two dollars. It was two dollars and forty nine cents. Was it two dollars? Yeah. How'd I miss that? It was sitting right there. I thought you had it already. I thought you told me no, you had it. I missed it. I'm sorry. If I'd have known it was two dollars, yeah, I would have put the money down for it. Forty nine cents. I should have said something. I usually say something when I say something like that. Well, yeah, I missed out. That's my what fault. Was, what was I the one it. I told you about earlier? The the games. You could get them. I said, Hey, these are both on there for this price. Oh, the um Playlink games. Yeah, and I got those. There, four ninety nine. You got a good deal. I got mine for nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Both mine. And so four ninety nine is yeah. way better. So that was those were some of the ones that I played since you generously told me about them. What did you think about um <clears throat> I actually played all three of them because we'd yet to play that you, but by playing right. we first started with knowledge is power. I'll just start there. Love that game. Because I was trying to get everybody else to kind of get in on it, mm-hmm. and I thought, and they were just like, oh, and I was like, just try it at least, Please. and if you like it, then yeah. we'll see. Knowledge is Power was the big hit. Yeah. Everybody that wanted to play that. game is so awesome. Anybody yeah. can play. You can walk in a room and play the game. Mm-hmm. And I love it. And the Like, just the idea of it. Like, okay, with me and Peyton playing, there were some things that weren't unlocked pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess, aspects of the game. Like, they say if you play with, how many people do you have going? We actually did quite a few. There, uh, Katrina and I played first, mm-hmm. and then I think we added uh, one of my daughters, and then eventually we had up to at least four people. Okay, because that was limited to the devices that we had in the house. Okay, and we were sitting there thinking, man, wouldn't it, if we could just get some more people? You know, this would be great. Okay, so let me tell you my game, and then you explain your game. Like in my mm-hmm. game, you go up to a door, and you pick a door. Mm-hmm. Well, since me and Peyton were going. 
it was either we either picked the same one or we picked a different one. So that power up card that you could do, that power play there, yeah. was pretty big if it was a close game. Mm-hmm. And I imagine it's always pretty big, but that was all you do. You play it. If she didn't play hers, then I got the door. You go in there, and then you got a little power up that you could use, like bombs and something like that. Mm-hmm. You each pick one, and you pick who it is. So you know that you're getting something on you. Right. So um, then you answer the question, and it goes ahead. There's nothing else really big. Now, from what I understand, if there's more players, you can do other things. I think the, if I watch part of it, like, how did your game go? Our, our game pretty much went the same way. There were more points mm-hmm. added if there were more players. So right. the highest – uh, amount you could get if you had four players would be 400 down to 100 so it was kind of distributed evenly in that way mm-hmm. but i mean the games all kind of played the same you just had a little bit more uh struggle with power so to speak because right. you're going to have a bunch of people wanting to do one thing so your power play really kind of comes into play a lot more because right. if you've got three people going to the same door and you're over here all alone and you really want that category you're going to you know, double down on that and say, no, I'm going this way. Screw right. you guys. Right. So, but no, I mean, they all played the same from what I could tell. Okay. But like, any... like say that it was still balanced at the end of that power play. Like say two and two, you both went two and two and you played yours. Well, no, I guess if you play yours, okay. So you played yours and somebody else played theirs mm-hmm. and it was still 50, 50. What happens after that? Does it stalemate and you go to the door? Well, we never had anyone use one at the same time. So that's interesting. I didn't know you could do that. Because yeah. from what I could tell, once someone utilized their power play, it's all off. They right. They got it. Right. Period. So you can't do anything to dissuade exactly. them from that point. But say somebody played theirs at the same time that like first round, mm-hmm. it was two and two, and you played yours and another team played theirs, or yourself, you know, and another person on the other door played one of theirs. I wonder what would happen then. They'd still go through that door. Each of you? Mm-hmm. Like you had your door and they had their door? Mm-hmm. On mine, it was just one door. So what are you talking about? You're, you I mean, sound you like pick, you're playing you a different the game. Door, the, you know, what, like the topic? Yeah. Yeah. Like say, two people pick this door, two people pick that door. Okay. And then each of you did a power play. Well, whoever got to it first would be the one that okay. goes in it. Because, All right. again, so it's almost like base. a time. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know if they would do it. And, you know, so, okay. It makes no, sense. No, everything from from what I could tell in that, it's very time-based. Because right. even your scoring goes from that mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, the scoring, yeah, the quicker you get it. Mm-hmm. And, right, yeah. But, but I just thought it was, uh, I wondered how things would play out. Because it seemed like if you got four people... What if all three people got uh, put the power up the or the power thing on one person? Mm-hmm. What happens? Oh, you get screwed. Yeah, yeah. Like, is that because I you got get doubles. Yeah, I got hit with everything <laughs> one time because I was like top of the chain, so everybody came after me. So it's essentially everything that you get it doubles. So right. if I got bombs and ice, or somebody did the double, right. you know, the double trouble one. Yeah, that's what. Uh, Peyton you get it all. And then say if you got two ice, they double down on the ice. So right. now you've got to break through two layers oh, of ice. So it really screws you over. Does it make it even harder to see the answer when there's two things of yes. ice on you? That is great. I hate the, I hate the bombs, too, because they oh, are the you're, most frustrating. Because you're, you're like, your, ah, yeah, you got to dodge them. Yeah. 
And especially if you're trying to break ice, it's twice as bad because you're sitting there trying to get to right. the answer and then they're just floating on over. It's like, ah, go away. What if somebody put slime in ice? You got to wipe it off. Uh, see, I love that. Yeah. That right there is so much fun. It changes the game. Yeah, it really, it, it'll change the tide pretty quick if you don't have, especially if it's in a tight race. Yeah. Yeah, you, you'll get screwed over pretty because, quick. Because, like, take it, for example, like you, you are definitely probably going to be the quickest to answer a lot of those questions mm-hmm. in, like, in y'all's group. And with you having to wipe all that stuff off, it kind of makes it even. Yeah, it, it definitely hinders me. Yeah. So that's what I'll, I mean. The game is so like well thought out, mm-hmm. and it's easy, like I said, you pick it up, play it, and it's always fun. It's quick, and, and that even long. that even kind of what you're saying, kind of how they thought it out, especially at the end where mm-hmm. you have to climb the pyramid. Yeah, I've been in the lead. Yeah, and lost me several too. times. Peyton beat me because of that mess, because of all the the yeah. stuff they throw at you. <laughs> yeah, so Peyton did the same thing to me. I, I was trying to get the ice off, and I hit a bomb, and I jumped up. I was uh three from the top maybe two from the top mm-hmm. and my little character she answered it as soon as she hit it she guessed it just right and i had to crack the ice and then i hit a bomb so it was like going way down she jumped yeah. all the way past me and won the game <laughs> and she dude she just she still don't let me forget it she's beat me twice now kind of in the same way kids will do that they yeah. like to rub it in and we tried uh that you as well uh while we were trying these all out have you tried that one yet? No, we did. It was just me and her, and that was another game I felt like if I wasn't playing with my little girl, mm-hmm. like maybe if I was playing with Jenna, it would be different. It's it's definitely a game that I feel like you need more people. Mm-hmm. It would be ten times more fun right. if you had more people. Yeah, because you're just guessing each other's stuff. Now, right. Everybody and two, guessing Yeah, anyway. exactly. I don't think we ever did a two-player game. I mm-hmm. think we did three and four, and mm-hmm. it seemed more fun if we had a fourth person. Right. But they also kind of shortened the game when it was three people. Because there were like five areas you went to when we were doing four people, mm-hmm. and they cut it down to four when we did three. Plus, they uh, changed up the the locales, which we weren't sure if it was going to do that. Right. So we went on a journey with the four people, and when we came back to the third, we started on one we'd had before, right. and then they shifted gears off to somewhere else. So I like that. It was at least it wasn't the same experience over and over. Yeah, that was the one thing I could say is like they were totally different mm-hmm. in the the two ways that you played. And then I finally convinced Katrina to try out Hidden Agenda because for some reason she was just so hesitant to want to play this game. And we did three players with this, and I I kind of wish if I'd have went back, but I'm not complaining too much. We tried the competitive mode first because you have two modes. You have right your main and then your competitive and i thought well it'd be fun if we're competing against each other but everybody was so interested in the story you're talking about hidden um, agenda yeah hidden agenda yeah yeah we got so involved and interested in the story it's like well i don't want to screw this up i want to see what happens if i, I do it that way yeah so after the fact i mean we still got through a portion of the story but we're sitting there thinking well i want to kind of do this again so i can see what happens if we do it this way yeah so i got the i got the interest peaked for it at least right so, this is a great story. Uh, yeah, and definitely uh, one of those was it like from Until Dawn, Supermassive yes. Games. Yep. Looks fantastic. Looks I didn't awesome. even realize when I'd seen the preview for this, and you might not know who she is, but the lead detective, Yeah, she was in uh, Arrow. She was the Black Canary. Yeah, I think I remember reading that. Mm-hmm. I haven't, I've never watched that show. Yeah, because she, she looked familiar to me. I was like, who is that? And then we get her in the, the actual game, and I was like, well, damn, that is her. That's, that's yeah. pretty awesome. 
Because they look spot on the way they do the animations. It's yep. amazing. There's another. There's a couple other famous people in there, isn't there? She was or the only one that really one stood out. Now, there were two other actors in there that I'm almost certain, uh, one for absolute sure, came from Until Dawn. Right. Because there was a guy that was like a suspect or somebody you're trying to talk to and he takes off running. Mm-hmm. He looked like the guy who was the... Um, was he the brother? Are you talking about like the brother in... Until Dawn? No, he was the, the guy who was on the mountain hunting the Wendigos. The old you know, guy. Yeah, the older guy. Yeah. He was like a trash man or something in this game. I, I swear it was him, just because <laughs> you can tell that, that look. Right. He had a very unique look to him, and I was like, oh, that's that same guy. But the uh, the DA, she looked familiar, and I was almost, I was kind of curious if she was the... Um, the Asian girl from yeah, Until Dawn? Yeah, I thought yeah. she was, yeah. I thought now because that you she, say it, it kind of does. But she wasn't as, oh, my God, oh, my God, and whiny and bitchy as she was. Yeah. So it was like, I don't know if that's her or not. Because in this one, she was a lot more reserved and calm. Right. So I didn't want to just assume, yeah, it's the same girl. I was like, she kind of looks like her, but I don't know because she's not complaining the entire game. Right. You think the same person actress. like in, in that, or you the actors? Yeah, oh, I just yeah. I just think they're the same actors. Right, that's like what they I think. Recycled them yeah, then that, I guess that shows how good of a job she's been doing i guess yeah i would hope so but beyond that i I didn't really recognize anybody else there were a few faces that were kind of like kind of look familiar but i don't know who you are i couldn't place you immediately but i've watched that show enough that i knew her face right um outside of those games uh played a little edf Mm -hmm. went back to that because me and gabe were were trying that out and it it made me remember that i I really want to play this more Right, because when I was playing it at first, not to say that it wasn't fun, it was just I had other games I was playing. Mm-hmm. But now I was kind of in a down moment, and I was just like, you know what, I kind of want to play this a little bit more. Right. But I just, at the same time, when I was kind of dipping in between this and that, I went back to Not a Hero. I don't know if you remember that one. That was uh, was it an eight bit game, kind of an eight bit yeah. uh, shooter, mm-hmm. and they just kind of lay you out. And don't know what happened, but I just like dived in and just said, I'm, I'm going through this. I'm going to complete it. I'm going to go 100% with it. And I did. It was just like I got so sucked into it and the gameplay that I just went for it. Right. And uh, I really enjoyed it. It's a cool. fun game if you've never played it. And you never went back to Uncanny Valley? Uncanny Valley. Yeah, the free game. No. No, I really can't see myself going back to that game. Unless somebody can give me a reason to go back to that game, I don't think I ever will. But tonight, when I get home, I'm going to be playing the Monster Hunter. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I got to say, I'm, I just read something. I'm going to let I'm wait and see if you have it in the news. If okay. you don't have this in the news. Well, I have, I have a good bit of news. So I'm going to move news. into the news. How about I do that? Let's do that. Because I might have what you're seeing. I, like I did my research. Wondering. You did your research. Uh-huh. Did your homework. Now, yeah. is this is this new news, like within the last would, hour or two? I would say within the last seven hours. Then I probably saw it. Okay, yeah. I figured when I seen the timestamp, I, I figured you there's, had it. There's a good bet. Now, whether or not I put it in here, right. <laughs> that's the question. All right, so on to the news. Let's start with uh, the huge move that was made on Wednesday by Microsoft announcing that the Xbox Game Pass, all owners will now have full access to every single first-party game on that platform 
at no additional charge. So, for $10 a month, players will get every Halo, Forza, Gears of War, and what else do they have? I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm going to leave with. Uh, you can play all those games, and they'll never rotate out of your library. They will always be there, unlike the third-party games, but obviously there are reasons for that. Now, on top of this, the game Sea of Thieves, which is coming out on March 20th, will be included in this service immediately when it releases. The company even mentioned plans to add other games, such as Crackdown 3, State of Decay 2, when they release globally as well. Now, this sounds like an amazing deal to me, uh, one that should have other companies concerned. However, on the flip side, this seems like a huge gamble because you are essentially giving away Sea of Thieves and all these other games for $10. Yeah. No, not even that. Well, hypothetically, if you're paying $10 a month yeah. just to play these games, you've given that to that person for one entire right. month for 10 bucks. They'll never have to go out and buy it. And it doesn't change. Exactly. So they will always be there right. with that game. That's great, but aren't you you're just cutting your hand off? That's yeah, that was or my concern because if if you're giving away first party games, and again, this is great for them hypothetically. Right. I mean, if I was a gamer and Sony said Duh, here or even Nintendo said here, you can have every game we have for ten dollars a month. Yeah. Well, I mean but, Sony kinda does it with with PlayStation now, kinda. Kind of. It's just but not the new, the brand new exactly. titles. With, with all subsequent new games coming that are their first party. Right. You have to think where exactly are you going to be profiting? Because you're essentially expecting everybody to just jump on board with this. Right. And not everybody's going to. As good as the deal sounds, there are people out there who are going to be apprehensive and oh, say, I'm, well, I just don't know if I want to do that. Well, I mean, it's already kind of had a backlash like game Gameware. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is—a store, maybe. I just seen that they are—they've stopped selling the Xbox consoles. Really? Because of that announcement. Well, that's I didn't. I, no, I'll say this: I did not read the article. Mm-hmm. I just saw a headline. I don't know if it's true. Okay. But that's what I've seen. But I mean, outside of that, do you have any other concerns? I mean, what do you really think about it? Does it sound good? It sounds good, but it sounds good in theory. It does. It sounds good in theory. I agree. And it would be it's good for gamers. Yeah, but it's like you said, mm-hmm. you just you feel like you're you're gonna lose profit somewhere. Yeah, that's and what I I'm feel saying. like you're gonna be hurting the sales of these games. Well, you're hurting your studios because how are they gonna survive when you're essentially giving people your their game? Are you gonna cut them in on the profit of that? Well, they're gonna have to. Like it's kind of it'd be kind of like Sony's free games per month, right? Mm-hmm. They pay those indie developers and some of those guys. They pay them a, a lump sum, you know, paying so, something. So is that that could be the same thing here. Yeah. So we would be under the assumption they're they've got to be getting a kickback of some kind. Some kind have to be. You're guaranteed because, money is that the best? That could be in that industry. That could be the best thing. Look, this is guaranteed money. Yeah. Do it now. And that's not a bad, not necessarily a bad thing, but. Couldn't your profits, because Sea of Thieves, from what I've heard, has got a huge buzz behind it. Oh, God, yeah. So I would be concerned that it's not going to meet any kind of decent profits because of this. Right. Maybe on PC. So in the end, you're going to hurt your studio. Exactly. And and you're going to hurt the bottom. You're going to look at the bottom line and you go, well, this game didn't perform. Gone. You don't get to see a sequel. Yeah, exactly. Even though it was a great game. That mm-hmm. could be the case. That's what I read, too, is that it's going to change a lot of shit. 
We'll have to wait and see how that works. Yeah, if, it, I, if it works. I don't expect to see any kind of big backlash from it immediately. Mm, because no. th- a lot of people will jump on board. I'd say this time, well, yeah, this time next year, maybe we'll be talking about it. Was it a failure, success? We don't know. It could be less time well, than I mean, that. We never know. Okay, they. I guess... Who was the first one? I mean, is it kind of a streaming thing, or is I'm, it? I'm gonna assume because they had, they still have their uh, games with gold system, which right. is like the PlayStation Plus. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming the Game Pass is like PlayStation Now, right? Only with the new games. I've, I know I already said right. that, but I don't know. We'll wait and see. In a we'll... sense, everybody they were the Sony dipped their toe in the water, mm-hmm. and so this must be making some kind of money, or they wouldn't do it. Or maybe this, I don't know, maybe they just I mean, this, this is, if, you, if you've ever been on the fence about going to an Xbox, this is a way to lure you in. It is. But is it a permanent solution? That would be the only concern. I don't know, man. They seem to love their backwards compatibility and all that kind of stuff. Well, that seems to be one of those complaints you hear from gamers all the time, but I don't think they realize that it's not coming from every single corner of the gaming community. Mm-mm. You know, there are a lot of games that have aged over time that aren't good anymore. Mm-mm. And it's, at the time, yeah, they were amazing, but you go back to some of them now and they're just, no, they're hard to play. No, yeah, well, dude, I never go backwards. Not unless there's a rebuild and yeah. here. Even when I bomb, like even Resident Evil, as much as I loved it, I went back and tried to play it. Man, I can't even. Mm. It's it's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much advancement since then, the way they move, you know, the mm. controls. and it's It gets old. frustrating very easy. Oh my God. I move when I shoot. I know. Now, on the other side of the pond, Sony finally announced that God of War will release on April 20th of this year. (laughs) That date was attached to a new trailer that gave some details and hints about the story. Now, along with the standard announcements, we have a limited collector's edition and a stonemason edition. Got that. Were also announced with bonus content like in-game skin shield or shield skin, excuse me, (laughs) and uh, collectible figurines. Uh, These retail at about $129.99 and $149.99 respectively. If you also pre-order at GameStop or EB Games, you can receive the Luck of Ages XP booster, which grants you... Plus 10 luck from the start and an extra enchantment slot. I'm not 100% sure what the luck does, but it boosts some of your stats. I'll say this. I asked when I was up there, I pre-ordered that stonemason thing, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Statue looks awesome, by the way. Pre-order it, and I start looking, and I see the shield, and I see the 75% XP. I'm like, no. I said, dude, they're not doing multiplayer, right, like they did with um, God of War Ascension, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. Or three, I can't remember. I think, no, I think it was Ascension. Yeah, God of War Ascension, they added that multiplayer. It just wasn't that fun. Um, I was scared they were going to do that and take away from the game. Mm. I just want this game to be a single-player game. Yeah. That's it. I'm glad you're you're bringing that up because you're going to get into something later. Uh, Also, if you're not into all that and you don't want to spend all that money, you can get a digital deluxe edition that will only run you $69.99, and nab you a digital comic, a mini art book, and a dynamic theme. That art book looks pretty cool. So let's talk about the trailer real quick. Okay. What did, you, what did you see in there that really stood out and thought, hmm. I don't know, kind of made you go, oh. There's a lot. Yeah. Like, and now that I'm thinking about uh, the bandages start coming off his arm. That I'm right like, there was almost like sent chills up me. Because me, I, I got like, it right oh, now. Yeah. Because, I, I again... 
I know you've probably heard a lot more than I have. I've always been curious since this game was announced, is this something, is it a sequel? Is it a remake? What is it? For me, that was almost like the moment they said, yeah. it's a it's a sequel because you saw yeah. the chain-like look and you saw him just wrap that right. back up like, nope, I'm not going to do that. And he just kind of pulled, he tugged on the, yeah. the bandages like, I don't know, man. It's just, it's awesome. What Little details, man. Yeah. But they make an impact. Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of the conversation you heard where there's like, you know, this is a place where you don't belong. Right. Uh, his son asking him, you know, you, why can't you kill a god or something yeah. like that? You how, know, do you just, know? how do you yeah, know? How do you know? He got so mad. I don't know. There were just a lot of those little details and they didn't tell us everything, which I don't want. No, no, no. So I'm really hoping there's a rich story here that yeah, goes well, in such a direction that we're not expecting. Me too. I, I mean, I'm not really looking for that big twist, but I, I guess... Something about the story needs to just, I don't know, have an impact. Right. Because just those little hints they gave, I really want to know why he's here, mm-hmm. how he got away from what he got, at least at the end of part three, because I guess that's where this would pick up from. I don't know. There's just a lot of questions I want answered, and I'm so anxious to play this game just because this trailer right. set up so much goodness. Well, I like what you get. To, you get to see him, in a sense, like burying uh, his wife. Mm-hmm. Or like I guess burning her, like what do you call those? The pyre, mm-hmm. doing getting ready to do that, and uh, so I always wondered, you know, did he care about her? What was going on with that? It seems exactly. like he seemed like he cared about her, you know, kind of like he's been here before, yeah, and he knows he can handle it. I guess I don't know, and I guess it also kind of relates back to I guess he's kind of moved on in a way, yeah, in a way. So yeah. in in his head, he's just like, I just gotta. Move along, you know. I've started a whole yeah. new family, starting a whole new life. And I don't know how. I don't know how she died. There could be an inter- uh, like interesting way that she dies. Mm-hmm. Like she could be killed. Who knows? Yeah. And we get, you know, you just see like a soft side of him. Like he's not going to get mad that she's dead. Old Kratos would have punched the wall. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he was like, but I, he's, he's a lot more reserved this time because he's like you said he's been there. Mm-hmm. So what's the point of getting angry about it? And I, it almost kind of. Makes you think that he knows something's going to come down. Yeah. And he's, he's just like, got to just keep it calm. Everything be mm-hmm. fine. We'll just duck our heads under and just walk away and that's fine. Which kind of leans a little bit more to what you said. Why is he, or there could be something to her death. Yeah, like why, I'm thinking that she died because of him, who he is. Like what if that's why? Somebody <laughs> yeah, figured yeah. out who he was. One of the gods, mm-hmm. the Norse gods, figured out who he was, and that was his punishment and kind of a warning for him to leave, you know? Yeah. And he's just going to, like, kind of like Rambo, you know, like, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay here, man, you know, like, I'm no, not going to leave. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm just, I'm calm. Mm-hmm. I'm calm. I'm calm. I kept thinking that he was going to take those bandages and whip them around, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it looks good. I'm excited. Yeah, that's it's, uh, only what two months? Yeah, three it's, months. It's it's close, dude. Hmm. I'll talk to you about that later. I yeah. don't want to. I don't want to say that on here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, anyway, next uh, bit of news I got is uh, Monster Hunter World is out just now, today. Right then. Right, right, just now, and uh, the hype is real. Obviously. Uh, for those of you who got excited about seeing uh, Aloy in the PS version of the game, PS4 version of the game, you won't have to wait long to get your hands on some of that sweet gear. 
According to reports, there's an event quest called Teachings of the Wild that will be available on day one and run until February 8th, allowing hunters to tackle a five-star quest in the arena. However, you will need to have a hunter rank of level six in order to access this quest. But that gives you something to work toward. Mm-hmm. I am a little curious about the ranking system this time because it seemed like it was a, a hassle to get your hunter rank up in the other games. But they may have changed some stuff. I don't know about right. it. I just so hope we'll it ain't like The Witcher. Yeah, well, yeah. That was pretty drawn out at the beginning, man. Yeah, I agree. But once you get your levels flowing, it, it does get easier. You just yeah. have to get over that hump. Um, now, as for details of what the quest is, the main goal is to slay eight Barnos. I don't know what a Barnos is. <laughs> this is new to me. Uh, complete, or completing the quest will nab you a new Palico weapon called the Machine Beast Cat Grinder. And a Palico gear set that's also in the same series. Uh, a different event quest will be released on a later date, allowing you to nab some sweet hunter gear that will allow you to be decked out as Aloy. That's cool. Complete that's with awesome. her iconic bow. I think it's pretty awesome. It is pretty cool. I, I would... did I did kind of hear that they're allowing you in this game, which I thought was... It's a nice little addition, because if you spend your time creating your character... Mm-hmm. And then you have a helmet go over its head. It just kind of seems like, well, why did I do all this work? And right. now you can't see it. But I've heard now you can actually equip the helmet, but you can do like a skin and the helmet will go away so you can still see your face. Right. So I think that's a nice little touch that you can still have the armor, but not have to see it. Right. So that's pretty cool. All the right. graphics look awesome. Only oh, yeah. I'm I'm eager. I, I probably won't get to see it on the PS4 Pro all that much because I'll be in the bedroom. <laughs> Why? Because this, for some reason, that's how our systems work. Unless she buys it, I have to be the one in the bedroom. Oh. Otherwise, it says you have to purchase this on hers. That's stupid. Yeah. yeah have you shared? You can't, you can't share it. I think. Yeah. I think everyone. Oh, if she's on another console. Mm. You can only play it on the primary console. Right. If you're, if you're logged in. You right. can't be logged in. If she logged in under you, it would log you out, and then you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so, I mean, at least I've got to see it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I'll never get to see it on the big, big, big TV, but, you know, I'm just not getting the best experience. Anyway. Yeah, you're um, not. It sucks. <laughs> Anyway, uh, last week we mentioned that uh, Dead by Daylight was teasing a new killer, which many assumed would be Jigsaw. But on Tuesday, the Jigsaw chapter was officially released on all platforms. And now we can examine the new killer and her moves. I did say her. Her. uh, As well as the new survivor, David Tapp. Now, focusing on the survivor, David Tapp was actually Danny Glover's character in the first Saw film. So his perks in the game... Include tenacity, which allows you to crawl faster and recover at the same time. You have the detective's hunch, which unlocks potential in one's aura reading ability, which I noticed that seems to be for a lot of characters. Yeah, and it doesn't amount to shit. Well, what they said is that when you complete uh, a generator, the aura of generators, chests, and totems within the range will be revealed to you for about three seconds, which isn't really a lot of time. No, but you can go in that direction. Yeah. Uh, if you're actually, I, yeah. Now, what another thing they said, too, is if you're holding a map that can actually track objectives, those objectives revealed on the map, or at least by the hunch, will now be on your map. Where the hell do you get a map? I don't know. I've never found a map. Me either. So, 
I guess we'll have to, to keep our eyes open from now on. Look for a map. I didn't realize there was one. I didn't either. Like, I can't even, like, equip. I can't even find a flashlight, man. I haven't I even found a flashlight. I have never found one either. And then you use it and it don't work. Yeah. It's so stupid. That's the killer I know that first. <laughs> Give me a plank, man. Uh, the last uh, perk that he has is called Stakeout. Now, when standing within the killer terror radius for some time and not go into a chase, you can gain a token up to a maximum. When Stakeout has at least uh, reached token, or when you have, when Stakeout has at least one token, yeah, you trying can, to get my words scrambled. You can trade it in for a salad to go with your steak. <laughs> your good skill checks are now considered great skill checks, and you can consume one token. Skill checks are kind of a pain. They are, but when you can hit them, boom. Oh, yeah, you, you feel like you've accomplished so yeah. much. Now, hey, don't you just hate playing with somebody and the thing goes around, boom, you just hitting it every time, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you get to the end and theirs pow. clicks in and pow. And I'm like, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah, because at that point you might as well just run. Yeah, and like this is the last one. Now we got to do a big-ass <laughs> circle because Michael Myers is right there. And why does it, why is he the only, him and Freddy? They're the only ones that walk up on you and you don't even know they're there. I don't know. I didn't realize. Michael Myers will be on your ass quick. Yeah. He makes me scream. <laughs> like, I'll scream. Ah! <laughs> there he is. Now, as for the killer in this new pack, we speculated last week that it might be uh, John Kramer. Yeah. But it's not. We actually get the pig mask, and it's uh, Amanda. Okay. That's who was his say. disciple in the mm-hmm. first three. I think she was think in so, another yeah. one. Now, uh, in any case, her perks are Hangman's Trick, which causes hooks that are destroyed or sabotaged, or these sacrifices, to repair after a short moment. Plus, you can actually re- regain or gain a notification when someone starts sabotaging the hooks. Hmm. And I think I actually... did. I, d- does it explode when someone sabotages? Do you hear that? I can't remember. And see, like, nobody ever sabotages them. You're talking about the... What, the, the, the hooks, hook? yeah. The hook just falls down. Oh, okay. It just drops straight out. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, there's also surveillance, which reveals the last regressing generator's auras. And then you have make your choice, which triggers when a survivor rescues another from a hook from at least 24 meters away from where you are. You can confront the survivor with a skill check. A failed skill check will damage the rescuer, which is not a bad little skill. Yeah. Now, a new map is also available that's based on the Gideon meat plant, uh, and this is all available now. Mm-hmm. I played it a little last night because I wanted to talk about it a little bit before we did the show. Mm-hmm. And I played as Amanda for two or three matches. She's actually damn good. I actually yes, prefer her better than I did Freddy because Freddy just seems like a hassle. Mm-hmm. She's quick. You can crouch down and sneak up on people, and she, she turns invisible. Right. And you even had, I did did this by accident. She has like a, I think it's like a grab move. I, there's another word for it. I don't remember what they called it, but somebody was trying to get somebody down off a hook and I come up behind them and I hit that button uh-huh. as opposed to the stab and she like grabbed him, yanked him and threw him to the ground. <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah. So that one person was still up on the hook and I had this some bitch on the ground. Well, that's awesome. And you also have, uh, you can put, I don't know what the purpose of this is. There has to be a purpose for it. But you can put uh, the reverse bear traps on them, like mm-hmm. from the movies. Right. So if they're down on the ground, slap one on them, and then voila. But again, I don't know what that does. 
I think it's almost like a fail safe. If you if you've got one on them, mm-hmm. you can probably going to do something to them, either damage them, injure them, or something. Right. And there has to be a purpose to it, but I don't know what it was. So it's still cool. It is cool. But I do I do say. What if there's a time limit on it? I don't know. I didn't see that. There were a lot of jigsaw traps around too that I don't know what they were for. Because again, as a killer, I don't know what these are, but you see these little cages sitting around that's got the little puppet sitting on it. Right. But I don't know what that is in regards to the other players. But I had a lot of people. Now, again, playing as her, I did a lot better than I ever did with Freddy because the last time I played as Freddy, everybody got away. I was like, well, screw this. I don't like Freddy, man. I don't either. First off, they picked the wrong Freddy. They did. And we already talked about that. Um, second of all, he's just like, he's there, mm-hmm. you're in the damn dream world and he's on top of you. Yeah. You just don't stand a chance. Like the other ones, I like you can run away from them, except for Michael Myers, something so fast, man. But he see, I think you. that's how they kind of regulate Freddy's powers because you can get out of the dream world. Right. So there's this, I don't know, you have this, because again, I have so much trouble trying to get him into the damn dream world. Right. That they get away, so I was like, well, screw this. But with her... It's much better, right? Because again, you can be sneaky and crafty, but I mean, they still, they still got a, you know a run for their money or everything right. like that. But I don't know. I liked how she played, right? All right, moving on. Moving uh, on. This was actually an interesting story that I wanted to bring up, and it was kind of relates back to something you were mentioning a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Last week, uh, Polygon released an interview they did with Amy Hennig, where she spoke at various topics and stuff like that in her career but what interested me most about her comments was regarding players lack of desire for single player campaigns now obviously she has every reason to feel this way considering the debacle that happened with visceral games and ea in the interview she says that she believes that the industry is at an inflection point at the moment and she believes that what happened with her star wars project did not happen without some form of merit she even mentions that the rising costs within the industry and that players' desires are incurring those costs, seemingly with no understanding of how the developers see a return in profit. She has a quote here that reads, At a $60 price point, that's not going to change. Yet there are a lot of negative press around monetization, loot boxes, games as a service, etc., but these things are trending right now in the industry, especially for, a, for larger publishers, as an answer to the problem of rising development costs. Budgets keep going up, the bar keeps getting raised, and it starts making less and less sense to make these games. She even points out in another comment about how players complain about the lack of linear story-based games, even though no one seems to be buying them outright anymore, and she even cites streaming as a possible deterrent for those purchases. Is she right? Mm. I don't know. I really, I don't know. Now again, I, I like I said a moment ago, I do understand where she's coming from here. Yeah. Because she has every right to feel slighted in a way. Yeah. So she, definitely, they lured. Well, I guess she was wanting to leave Naughty Dog. I guess maybe, mm-hmm. or maybe they approached her well before that, and she knew she had that opportunity, and she wanted to go do something different. I don't know. I know there was kind of, they said there was fallout there, but we don't really know the story. Who yeah. knows? And she but didn't bring it up. I think she that's where her sweet spot is. And she wanted to tell a story with Star Wars, and they wanted to throw in some multiplayer where they could get a cash grab off of, um, like your cell phone. You know, freaking buy, just 
little microtransactions. Mm-hmm. If you can't do that in the game, they don't want to do it. Seems see, like. I don't really feel, at least I, I haven't seen it, but, but again, I'm not on her side of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like single-player stories are being taken away. I, I think the narratives have shifted a little bit. You see them more. A lot of really good stories are being told on the indie market now. Right. Versus the big AAA games. But, like she said, if you cannot incur these costs for everything that you're having to put into it, I mean, how are you going to return your profit? Right. So, that's why we're seeing this increase in DLC and loot boxes and all this stuff. So, but but to think that story, single-player single, single player linear story modes are, are disappearing. I, I don't want to believe that. No. Especially when, when we have, take for example, what we were just talking about God of War. Completely solid single-player campaign from what we see. Right. Days Gone's coming out. Mm-hmm. Seems to be the same way. I can't imagine Spider-Man would be that way. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of games that I can think of that are coming out. Death Stranding. Don't see that being multiplayer by any means. Mm. They're well, I mean, there. Could, there could be multiplayer. We don't know that part, but right. I'm just I'm just saying from what we're being given, right. the information we're being given, I, I couldn't imagine that being a priority. Right. So if it right is, now it's, it's co-op. If it is, it yeah. is. So at least right now, I don't. I can't really agree with that statement until I start right. seeing more multiplayer games that are just being flooded in the market to the point where. Those feel rare. Mm-hmm. I can't really agree. Well, I I think what she's saying is that when you look, it uh, looks like everybody wants multiplayer now, like all the gamers. Well, I would have to disagree. I don't want multiplayer. No, I don't. I, I, I appreciate it. it I when think it's there's done a spot right. for it, but you can't get rid of those single player games. I'm glad no. that Sony has said they're not going to do that. Yeah, you know? someone's doing it right. All right, now I've got a few little tidbits I just want to toss out real quick. Uh, First is the uh, Hollywood Reporter said that negotiations are currently underway to cast WWE superstar John Cena as the lead in the upcoming film adaptation of Duke Nukem. Mm. Why are they going to make that movie? The project is currently underway or under development uh, at Paramount with Platinum Dunes producing (laughs) the film. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't care. No, nobody gives a damn. Because, you know what? I'll be honest with you and see if you disagree or not. I don't have a soft spot for Duke Nukem. No, I don't I don't feel like that the games are as good as people like to make them seem. Me either, man. Because there's always like, oh, Duke Nukem. Oh, yeah, Duke Nukem. I cannot wait for this game. It's going to be crazy. But every time I've played a Duke Nukem game, I just get bored with it. Yeah, it's just... Everybody likes Doom, and Doom is an awesome game. Mm-hmm. I got so bored with Doom. I mean, it just Duke Nukem feels like it's in that same strand of kind of game. You and know I've, what I mean? That might be where I did not latch on to this because I was in the Doom craze, yeah, playing it on PC, and it was just like I love Doom because yeah. it was new for me. Right? You know, the whole experience was just fresh and new. But when that came along, I was like, "This is Doom knockoff. I don't want to play this. I want to play Doom." Right. So. I just I don't get the the hype for Duke Nukem, and right. so this will be a cheesy, gar. It'll be another bad video game movie. Just giving another black eye to that whole genre. Now here's what I want to know: Where the hell did Commander Keen go? I don't know. Do you remember Commander Keen? Vaguely, had the, the Green Bay helmet yeah. on. 
Where'd he go, man? I don't know. What in the hell? I'll have to look that up. Commander Keen. Because <laughs> I played that at the same time as like Duke Nukem was out, and I loved that game. Mm-hmm. Why it just didn't, it didn't have the boobs and Maybe. everything. Come on, man. Craziness. Make Commander Keen. Bring him back. Maybe somebody will. All right, next tidbit. This is a rumor. What is it? Real quick rumor. Real quick rumor. Real Say quick that rumor. really fast. Real like, quick rumor? Yeah. Real quick, real, real, real quick rumor? I can't even do it once. There's a release date for Spider-Man. Maybe September 28th, maybe. 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 Moving on. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. No, that's all I really got. I don't know. I'm just... there's. A, that's a rumor for you. Okay? That's all I know. Maybe September 28th. you hear this? We don't... September 28th? Right. We don't know for sure. So don't no. take it as fact. Mm-mm. It's a rumor. Next thing <laughs> is uh, Ilphonic announced the release of a new map and a new Jason releasing on January 30th for Friday the 13th. And it shall be free. Free is always good. Yes. But considering which Jason it is, it's probably for the best because it's everybody's favorite Jason, Roy. Yeah. Five? Yeah. Roy. Roy. Uh, This map is actually modeled after the Pinehurst Youth Development Center, if you're familiar with Part 5 at all. It was a uh, halfway house for troubled teens. I watched this the other night. Mm -hmm. I seen the... uh, That's the New Beginnings, right? Mm -hmm. I seen the scene that the guy sang about uh, Wolf is Fine. I seen that scene, you know. I seen it. I seen it. I seen it. I seen the scene. A little sidebar, that chick is like, she is, man. Anyway. <laughs> that that movie is filled with just great boobs. New York boobs. Mm-hmm. Because the director is a porn director. Really? I, I kid you not. <laughs> <laughs> for the original? Yes. Yeah. For for that movie, he was a that's a he came from the porn industry. Right. So yeah. That is awesome. You could see it. Mm-hmm. it acting was terrible and there was titties. Exactly. All around. Titties like popping out every I mean, five seconds. Every yeah, it was like that was the It's cool like we thing. need more. Pop them. Man, my favorite. <laughs> what about the part where dude's taking a duke and they start singing, ooh, baby, ooh, baby. Like, what in the hell? Who does that? I just, I like that. What did he say? Uh, oh, it's those damn enchiladas. <laughs> oh, damn it. Uh, Juana, and no, I think Juana Man, is it? Yeah. It is Juana Man. Yeah, Juana, damn it, Juana Man. Yeah. <laughs> Go take a shit. Hey. <laughs> Quit it. Old bitch, you're going to get it. <laughs> Uh, now, uh, along with the new map, you're going to have uh, Roy Jason, or RJ, if you like. RJ. I never be- did see where he came from. Who, who is RJ? I didn't see the beginning of this movie. Okay. So, if you're unfamiliar with it, spoilers. Because <laughs> Spoiler I already alert, kind of spoiled it Jason for this old-ass Jason movie. So, what happened is they're trying to create a mystery. Right. So, there happens to be, uh, at this youth center, Pinehurst, there was a guy who was chopping wood, mm-hmm. and this other kid that was there. It's kind of simple, I'd mm-hmm. say. He's coming around with chocolate and everything. He's like, can I help? Can I Can I do this for you? And everybody's like, just go away. Leave us alone. So he goes over to the guy chopping wood. Well, this guy's not exactly the friendliest gent in the, the field. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, hey, can I help you chop the wood? And he's like, no, go away. And he just continues on and on and on and pushes this guy to the point where he's like, just leave me alone. And then... Once he 
tries to break bread with him because he sets down a candy bar. He's like, here, you can have that. And God just chops it. And he's like, well, if that's the way you're going to be, then you just forget it. And then the guy just snapped and put an axe in this kid. Damn. Yeah. So that was a non-Jason murder. So this guy goes and is put away. However, you hear in the background that he escaped custody. Okay, and then now, Jason that, starts showing up. I heard, that's when I started watching it. I didn't get to see the other part. I heard that he had escaped custody. I was like, I don't even know who the hell yeah. RJ is. So, well, let me get let me get through it. Because I'm not done with the story. The story. Now, you would automatically assume, since Jason starts showing up and all these killings start happening, there's your target. But right. what they do is they throw you another curveball in there. By way of Tommy Jarvis, who's coming back from part four. Right. He comes to this, you know, Pinehurst. He's already messed up from the events that happened in part four mm-hmm. because of what happened with his family. And he's seeing visions of Jason. Right. And you start to wonder, is he okay? So Jason's always showing up when he's not around. Oh, yeah. You're starting to that. think, okay, was well, he Jason? But what they do is they throw you a third curveball right at the end. And then Tommy shows up to fight him. And you're like, oh, okay, so he's not. Right. Then Jason goes and falls off, and then he dies. And then you see it was all a mask. It's not Jason. It's actually Roy, a character who is a background character throughout the entire movie. Right. Who happened to be the illegitimate father of the kid who was killed at the the Pinehurst. It had no connections or, or anything whatsoever beyond that point. Apparently right. he just let him up for adoption or just ran off. I don't know. It was just like, What? It was almost trying to recreate the idea of Pamela and Jason. Right. But Roy. <laughs> and I can't even remember the kid's name. But it just it didn't have the same impact. Frederick. No, it wasn't Frederick. It was like something... One of those simple names. It's probably Jason. No. I don't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway. It doesn't Roy matter. Jason, or RJ as I'm going to call him... He's going to be in the game. He's going to have uh, the gardening shears, which he used on that, you know, fine. That was a sad, sad moment to watch that That happen. was, man. Yeah. Bless, he'll get uh, three new kills to back him up. I saw one in the trailer where he was, like, taking them and cutting dude's arms off. I don't really think gardening shears could do that, but... No. Why not? He can do it, though. Mm-hmm. I loved how he was superhuman, too, all of a sudden. Yeah, because you might be crazy, but you're not superhuman. No, no, he's not a psycho. No. He's he just a little snapped. Yeah, mentally disturbed, but mm-hmm. not that far gone. Right. Even Pamela Voorhees was not like superhuman strong mm-hmm. or anything like that. I still loved her. You know who I did like though in that movie? Hey. Ethel. Do you remember? Did you see Ethel? Ethel. She Man. was the the short little spitfire that was Oh. Well, Come on, Sheriff, now you're going to get these crazy kids off my my oh, land. Oh, man. Why can't I remember that? She was like this very white trash person. She had her kid was on a riding a motorcycle all the time. You tell them all. Oh, my God. Yes, she was making that stew. Boy, get yeah. your ass Boy, in here and eat your stew. Boy, get your ass in here and eat my stew. Right. Did you see that bit where that, that one that drifter came to her door? And she's trying to figure out who it was. And all of a sudden, she's walked to the door and she goes, Oh, shit. Yeah. Who the fuck are you? This <laughs> 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 just how she says it. She, she cracked me up in that entire movie. I know a lot of people hate this movie, but I actually, I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because definitely. it's just, it's just crazy fun. 
I watched the entire thing. Yeah. Tommy Jarvis kicked Jason's ass. Yeah. And I actually liked how that guy portrayed Tommy, like mm-hmm. that, that drama that he put into it, the, yeah. the intensity for it. Oh, he I was a terrible he actor. He was a terrible actor, but it was believable for that movie. Yeah. It was. You know, he was going to do part six before they, uh, or they were getting ready to sign him to part six. But I think they said that he found Jesus. Became a born again Christian and just couldn't do it. And Jesus, Jesus likes Friday the Thirteenth. Well, he just it was against his religion or his beliefs at the time, so he, oh, he came. And that's born. how we got Thom Matthews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to call him Thom. Thom. Because why do you spell your name with a T H? Yeah. But you say your name is Tom. No, it's Thom. Thom. But Thom. he's the guy who's most popular as Tommy Jarvis and got to be in the game. Does he look anything like the old Tommy Jarvis? Yeah. If we're talking about Corey Feldman. What in part? Wait. Corey Feldman was him in part four. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then they changed him in part five. So it was okay to change him again. Yeah, we had three different actors playing yeah. Tommy Jarvis. Until now. All right. That's all I got for the news. Now it's time for weird news. Yes. Okay. Wait, this, I was did trying anybody to... having video game sex in these weird news? No. Is Luckily. there... Huh? Luckily, no. Luckily, no. Because there wasn't like a lot of weird sex news last week. Yeah, there games. was. Now, is there... Give me a hint what the first one is. Well, they, they both kind of go hand in hand almost. It's it's kind of weird because, yeah, weird news. Because they are both popular games mm-hmm. and they both are about, both are, I guess, RPGs. Mm-hmm. I know one would be more classified than the other. Right. And they're both about what they're releasing. Hmm. Is one of them like um, the Dark Souls trilogy? No. Okay, just tell. Just, okay, just go. I'll just, I'll, go. T- I'll just tell you. Now, this year marks the 30th anniversary of Final Fantasy. Okay. Square Enix has big plans to celebrate. I'm sure we can expect new game announcements like Final Fantasy VII. So this is like Final Fantasy World. Oh yeah, there is that game, isn't there? No, no wait. Isn't there something like that? that yeah, there do? is that. But is, is this like a big party they're going to have? No, I'm, I'm getting to that. Oh. What's going to be kicking off the party? Uh, you'll have DLC, toys, merch, whatever. I'm, I'm sure there'll be tons of stuff. But the most unexpected addition to the celebration will be a special limited edition bottle of single malt scotch. What the hell? A 700 milliliter bottle of Glen Farkles. <laughs> I had to make sure I said that right. Scotch that was distilled in 1987 is currently being offered exclusively through a Japanese online store called Shinanoya's. I hope I said that right. And is selling for about 37,000 yen, which is roughly about 330 bucks ours. Right. So as much as uh, I don't want to spend that kind of money, I wouldn't mind trying it. I think I'd want to, you know, make friends with somebody who, uh, who has it, who right. wanted to spend the money because thirty-year-old scotch, it's probably pretty good. Pretty I'm good. gonna be honest. I, uh, I liked scotch when mm-hmm. I drank it. I could drink it straight. Mm-hmm. That's about the. It's not that so, bad. I mean, this could be pretty good stuff. I bet from nineteen eighty-seven. How about this? If we could find it, I'll split it. How much is it? Three hundred and thirty dollars. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, it's only a hundred and seventy-five dollars a piece. I'm not doing that. Okay. <laughs> okay. You don't want to do it either. No, I you don't. give me a shot. Huh? I'll give you ten dollars for a shot. 
That's how we could sit, we can get our money back. We so could. this is the best scotch you've ever shot. had. Twenty year old scotch. Twenty dollars. Fifteen dollars a shot. You want a shot? Here's give me a little thimble. Twenty dollars, man. This is gonna be the best scotch you ever had. Got best goddamn scotch ever. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, it'll be fine. We make our money back, man. We would. still have plenty. I for think us. we should buy another one. Shit. Okay. Now while we're on the subject of video game based alcohol. Second Self Beer Company announced a new IPA inspired by The Legend of Zelda. Named the Triforce IPA, this hoppy pale ale has been made with three distinct malts, hops, which give it a flavor of papaya, mango, and other tropical fruits. Papaya. Papaya. It is currently available at the brewery's ta- brewery taproom. Brewery. 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 I had that problem on another show. Brewery. 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 It's a <laughs> it's just a weird word. That's it's a, it's word available at their brewery's tap room in Atlanta, along with a few select stores and bars. Here's hoping for a nationwide distribution very soon because you know Porter and Ale. You get to do Triforce yeah, Beerra. It'd be awesome. Uh, now the uh, obviously we we said that other stuff about the Scotch and stuff like that, and it's not going to run. But I, I imagine this is not going to run you. Three hundred and thirty bucks. No, no. This will probably it's eight dollars. I'd say I'm going to be generous. Say ten for a six pack. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't think it'll be any more than that. So uh, I'm looking forward to it if I can get my hands on it. If they release it, how does that beer taste? That what they're saying it is papaya and mango and tropical fruit. Oh, what are you talking about? That's what it said. Damn, that's in it, ain't it? No, no, no. They said it gives it that that flavor like it's tropical. Oh, so like because of the hops so not a and the malts that they're using. No, good. I might be able to drink it then. Well, it's an it's a hoppy beer. Do you like hops? I don't know. Do I? Uh, probably not. I like shock top. I like Belgian whites. Those are pale ales. Mm-hmm. This is an Indian pale ale. They cram them with a lot of hops. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I like them. Okay, they're very bitter. Yeah, no, I don't like them. Okay, <laughs> just just throwing it out there. Just want to yeah. let you know yeah. because I didn't want it to be. Uh, What's that Sam Adams we drank that was real hoppy? Did we have one that was hot? I don't know. I, th- I don't know. I just drank that one, and I didn't like how it tasted. I figured it had a lot of hops in it. <laughs> I can't remember. I'd have to... At Lu- in Louisville. You said, here, oh, try no, this. no, no, no. You, you had a summer ale. Yeah. You no. didn't like that at all. No, I didn't like that at all. We went up there at the wrong time, because if you'd have gotten an Oktoberfest I love straight Oktoberfest. out of the tap, you'd have been like, oh, man, I this love is it. fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's one of their best sellers. Yeah, that's my favorite one. Mm-hmm. It's that a lot one? of people's favorite one. Yeah. That one. Then mainly I drink Shock Top or Blue Moon. It's fair enough, though. It's fine. It's not for everybody. No. All right. Well, we're going to move on to release dates. Yes. It's the big deal this week. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of uh, big release dates. and I was, Oh, I just I was said it was a big hoping, deal and you let me down. I'm sorry. There are not a lot. And I was kind of hoping that uh, the PlayStation would have done their... Uh, plus games. There was a rumor about oh, that. I was going to throw that in there. But that's what I was, I was just, talking about earlier. Yeah, I just don't know if I, I trust that or not. Well, I mean, you can say what it is. That's a big deal, though. Okay, well, since you had it, you can yeah. you can say okay. it. Okay, like they just released that it. it was going to be, uh, for February, it's going to be Dark Souls 2 and Far Cry 4. Mm-hmm. So, that's a rumor. That's that not is what a they rumor, are. yeah. It's a rumor. There was no source on the website. Right. And that was the one where it was kind of, what made you think, man, this might not be true. But I don't know. That's if that happens, that's that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, would, I, would, I don't know if I'd go in for Dark Souls because Bloodborne was just. Uh, yeah. I just don't know if I'm ready for frustration again. No, no, 
no, he, you're going to be busy with Monster Hunter, but yeah, you can sure. add them to your library. Yeah. Oh, well, I've already got Far Cry 4. Yeah. Which I loved. It was yeah. a good game. Yeah. Uh, now, on our release date schedule, we have on January 30th, Dissida Final Fantasy NT for PS4. Is that a new game or is that a DLC? What is it? I think it's a new game. Isn't it like a fighting game? Maybe. I don't know. I've lost so much no, touch with Final Fantasy. I can't Fantasy. remember. Like I know like one version of their game is like a fighting game, it seems like. Probably that. Uh, on February 1st, we have Final Fantasy twelve, The Zodiac Age, which... That's downloadable content, That's DLC. But that's for PC. We also have Night in the Woods for Nintendo Switch. Then on February 2nd, we have EA Sports UFC 3 for PS4 and Xbox One. Now, we did have a confirmation on the Xbox Games with Gold, if you're interested in that. We have for Xbox One, Shadow Warrior, all month long. Then Assassin's Creed Chronicles India for Xbox One on February 16th to March 15th. Then your 360 games are split second for or on February 1st through the 15th. And then Crazy Taxi from February 16th to the 28th. I thought Crazy Taxi was an old-ass game. It is an old-ass game. That's like Xbox One. I mean, like the first original Xbox. I'd say that's stupid. Xbox One. Well, you know, good just, and damn well, that's the third one. <laughs> I did notice that Sony seems to be drifting away from their PlayStation Three offerings now, and I'm 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 just fine with that. Yeah, I think it's time. Yeah, I think they need to just yeah. let it go. Let that let that money go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Throw in you need to throw in some VR stuff, and it seems like they have sometimes. They, they did, did this uh, month. Didn't though. they last month? Yeah, they did last month. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying this month. It, well, we haven't seen the rest of them. That right. was just the two games that the, I guess, the big AAA games. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. I the mean, with 150 games. games under the belt, they can spare 12 throughout the year. I yeah. mean, as far as the VR titles. Yeah. Maybe we'll see more. I see. Yeah, I think so. I'd like to see them push that because I think you'll get more people interested in that. Yeah. They just helped me play it way more. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing I like about the VR. And it was said that at the beginning of... You want to play it in VR, you play it in VR. If you don't, you just play it regular. And there's sometimes there's games I want to play that I want to play them in VR just mm-hmm. to be in it. But then there's other games. Yeah, nah, I haven't played it in a while, but I'll probably pick it up again. Yeah. Do you do the same thing? Every now and again. Yeah. Depends on what it is. But when I play it, I don't feel like I wasted my money. There's been things oh, where yeah. I'm like, I never play that. I wasted my money. I just don't. I don't feel like that. There, I have a few that I feel like that with, but it depends. There are very few, right? Very few that I felt like I wasted my money on, and usually if I did spend money on it, it didn't or pay full price for it, so it's not a big right. loss. You know, if I paid sixty bucks for something, I'm like, this sucks. Right, I'm gonna be pissed. Right. All right, are you ready for this week's retro review? Yes, this is the second week in a row you've done this. Mm-hmm. You skipped a week. What did I do? You didn't do anything. I did no. I'm 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 back in the rhythm. I got I, I got two things in a week. going. Two two in a row. Mm-hmm. We're starting a new streak. That's right. Until the next time. What? No, there's not going to be a next time. There'll be a next time. You'll be like I, I'm not blaming you. We had to get back into the rhythm. Right. Of things. That's why I'm not. Mad. That was a that was a brand new year, I brand am, new show. We're starting hey, it off now. We've got retro. Not mad. All right. Fine. I'm not mad. Fine. I was just saying. This is a two day, uh, two times in the, in the last two weeks that you've done this. And it's right. a new streak. A new streak. Two in a row. I was doing streaks. Let it go. All right, fine. Do you want to take a guess what console we're... We're talking about Nintendo. 
Obviously, but which one? Super Nintendo. Very good. Okay, then give me a hint. Uh, Mystical Ninja. No. Okay, give me a hint. This would be an early Super Nintendo game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very unique in its day. Right. And it's actually was published by a company that technically does not exist anymore. Nice. But they do kind of exist in some form. That's my hint. Yes. That sucks. That's like, you know their names out there, but it's not what it used to be. That is not a good hint. I don't really know what else I could because I don't want to give it to you. I don't want you don't to want tell me the main character's name. He really doesn't have a name. Well, describe him to me. He's omnipresent. God damn it. What does that mean? <laughs> Pick up a dictionary. Does that mean like God? <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. That's what I thought. Like, so he's God. Hmm. Act Razor. Very good. Yes. Got it. Very good. He's one for one. one uh, yeah, one. Yeah, one and one. That's one no, say. I'm one for. I didn't try to guess last week. Does that you count? did, and you failed. Oh, so I'm one for two. Okay, fine. There you go. One for batting two. 500. Yay. I'm batting five hundred. We're gonna we're gonna be keeping track this year. Yes. All right. Now let me take you back to another time, a time of gods and monsters. I love this game. A year known as 1990. 1990. Mm-hmm. During that turn of a new decade, developer Quintet and publisher Enix, Enix, mm-hmm. who used to stand alone before merging with Squaresoft to become the beast we know today as Square Enix, mm-hmm. released a game on the Super Nintendo that was unlike any I'd ever seen before. Much like the aforementioned merger, this game was a blend of two games, the action-adventure platformer and a city-building simulation. That game was so fun. Never before had I seen such a masterpiece that took two completely different styles and melted them together so perfectly. In fact, it was so perfect that my brother and I would play it together. He would build the city, and I would slay the monsters. He said, it's awesome. Yes. So my cousin always read the the guides. He wanted to watch me play, and he was always looking through the guide. This is where you go. This is what you do. You know, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a (laughs) co-pilot. Now, before getting into the details of the game itself, let's look at the story within the game. First, a bit of clarification. In the United States version of this game, you play as the Master. Ages ago, the Master was defeated by his arch-nemesis Tanzra and his six lieutenants. The Master retreated to a sky palace to heal where he fell into a deep sleep. During his time away, Tanzra conquered the lands, divided them amongst his lieutenants, and the people of the lands now followed the forces of darkness. Fast forward a few hundred years and the master awakens to a new world and a loss of power. The master must now regain his lands, or regain his powers and reclaim his lands. Boom. This is the description of the game's plot in the US. However, if you look to Japan to see the names of the protagonist and the antagonist, the game's plot takes on a whole new meaning at least for me. In Japan, you are God fighting the devil. That was who they were. They weren't the master in Tanzra. I was too hardcore here. Yeah. Well, your powers are gone because the people no longer believed in you. And these changes were actually made due to Nintendo of America's policies on religion, along with a few other policies they had in video games. Mm -hmm. They... 
I felt like they, I think they thought they were going to offend people. Yeah. So they, they just have. said, we'll just remove those contexts entirely and we won't have to worry about it. So, in fact, this is actually not the first game to go under this chopping block. Even games like The Legend of Zelda had edits here in the States because of that as well. Wow. Believe it or not. I think I would have liked to play it the other way. Mm -hmm. Probably would have made way more sense. Yeah, probably. In fact, there's a, what was it? Um, there's a show on YouTube called Culture Shock. Mm -hmm. And they will point all the, or I've seen a video where they pointed out all the religious context in The Legend of Zelda. It was really interesting. Yeah. Like stuff we don't really think about, but over there it would make a hell of a lot more sense. Right. So it's, it's really interesting. Uh, now, with this information in mind, you can kind of easily unveil the guise in which the story was following. In the game, you head to a new area, slay the lieutenant, reclaim the land, then rebuilding and rehabilitating the townsfolk. After reclaiming the land, the master attacks Deathheim, the stronghold of Tanzra. Upon defeating him, the townsfolk are no longer worshipping the master because they no longer feel like they are in danger. So, the Master and his servant return to the Sky Palace and await a time when they will be needed once more. Da, 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 da. Now, as I mentioned before, this is a game uh, is a hybrid unlike anything I'd seen. Yeah. In fact, to have had an NES at the time and somehow miss this game, yeah. I feel like is a travesty. I got it from Captain Video. <laughs> <laughs> you play as the Master, but at the same time, you don't necessarily play directly as him. Right. Uh, within the city, or the city building portion of the game, all actions are carried out by your little servant angel. So you just kind of command what he does. Mm -hmm. uh, in the action sequences, the master brings a warrior statue to life, which then goes and slays the beast for him. Obviously, at this point in time, this is just a little side note I wanted to bring up. Games were limited to what they could actually do. Mm -hmm. I always thought it would be really awesome if there was like a different statue in each area. That he brought to life yeah. and he had like different moves or different mm -hmm. things like that. It would have been pretty neat. Redo it? Who did it? Cat oh, Square Enix. Square. Square yeah. Enix. I think they Why still hold not? the copyright for it. Why have they not done it again? I don't know. Maybe we'll find out while I get And deeper. just don't even mess with it. Just leave it. You know, make them look, you know, the changes that you were talking about. But mm -hmm. Maybe a new story. Yeah. Don't change the way you do. Don't add too much stuff. Yeah. But don't take anything away either. Now, the action sequences of this game were pretty straightforward. You had your platforming, hack-and-slash type gameplay. Uh, the controls weren't bad by no means, but I feel like they could have been a little tighter in those areas. Yeah. Because you kind of had that, I don't know, that uh, locked-down fall. Yeah. When you were jumping, yeah. it was just like, that's it, and you're not moving. Right. Um, anyway, you but again, it wasn't bad. You were, a, you were a statue. You were probably pretty Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they, they made sure that it was just like that. Now, since there were plenty of other games kind of like that already, the hack and slash, sticking to that formula, I feel like really could have hurt this game tremendously mm -hmm. because it could have easily been forgotten. In fact, ActRaiser 2 did just that and decided to eliminate the town building section, which for me made it less interesting. Yeah. That's what That was my favorite part. Mm -hmm. That being said... If it had gone that route, one saving grace for this game, I feel like could have been its soundtrack. On part two? For one. Oh, for one? Mm hmm If it had done Oh, if it did it. go that way. Now, the score of this game really showcased what the Super Nintendo was capable of doing from a sound perspective at that time. There are plenty of games that came afterwards that were easily more recognizable, even pushed the sound barrier further with what it could do, but I feel like ActRaiser set the groundwork for all those forthcoming. 
The score playing right now is the score from the first level. It does a very fantastic job sucking you into the action, has an intense opening, leading with this sweeping hero ballad. I like it. Just imagine an action sequence of any kind with that music running in the background and tell me if it does not work. Because even when you finish off a boss and you beat the level, you're treated with a sting so epic that you feel like you accomplished something. Because it just gives you that sense of pride. Like, I feel like I accomplished something right then just listening to you tell that story. Well, thank you. Uh, All this being said, I'm not going to say that all music in the game stuck its landing because, again, this is my opinion. Take the second level, for example. As soon as the level begins, music comes in. It's like a sound of urgency. Like you're, you're just falling right into the action. You're just, uh, 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 I'm, I'm getting into the action. Enemies flying at me. This is going to be an intense scene, right? Right. But immediately, it just kind of um, deviates into this comical jingle where I kind of expect some little jester to pop up and just start dancing. You know, like, you remember out of It? Like, he could, you could lift that scene out of It where Pennywise is doing his little dance yeah. and just plop him in there and it would fit. Perfect. Yes. They show it's just, it's, it's very Weird. jarring. You know it's, what I'm saying? Because the, it, you have this intense tone and then the music just kind of veers off somewhere and I just I don't understand why in Japan that was awesome it must be like and they're I, like oh that's my jam dog now don't, don't get me wrong this it doesn't hurt the score in that moment it just seems like an odd choice to go that way right to go intense and then da, 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 like it's playing you're just right there mm-hmm. yeah uh, you're, has it got to that part yet yeah oh it's already passed oh. everybody's heard it several times by now I would hope for the second level music mm-hmm what about the third level? Did they redeem themselves on the third level? Well, they do a little bit better. It, it definitely fits the mood. They don't have that comical little thing that just kind of shows up like it's dark and, and mysterious. They don't just pop up out of the blue and go, wah, 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 <laughs> Just something what weird. What about the fourth level? And do they ever replay the first level song? No. So that's not like the legit theme song. No. But it is one of the best. I think probably the best track, my favorite of the entire game. So I'd say that none of the other suck? music, huh? Theme songs, it suck. Yeah, I don't remember. The, the the title music, it's it's kind of big and bombastic, but it's just kind of, eh. it's not memorable enough to where you're like, I know what that is. You hear the Legend of Zelda come on, you know what it is. You know exactly what it is. Exactly. This, it's like, I don't know what that is, until maybe you hear level one, and like, ah, I know. So that's what, what that I'm is. wondering. I want to I want to get this game again. Do you mm-hmm. have it? I don't. I, I had it on the uh, Wii Virtual Console, but right. I, I don't Is have it. Is it still as fun? Yes. That's one of those games I feel like it would be because I remember the city building. I was like you. I think it was the best part of it. It's What it does is it just... It's simple. It breaks down the monotony of one or the other. Right. Because city building can be a little boring at times if nothing's going on. Yep. The action sequences going back and forth, it could just be, here we go, another level like this. But this... You finish that, you go back to town building until you have to go back down there and clear out another area. And right. it's just this back and forth where it's yeah so beautifully married that you never feel bored with it. I would say from the Super Nintendo, that was probably one of my most memorable games. Hmm. Um, Final Fight was one of them. Um, hmm. Super Mario World, of course. Right. But that was one of them. Act Razor. 
And well, link a link to the past. I can't forget that. It was probably my, sure. one of my favorite games of all time. Now, as I was talking about the music, I'm not saying that all the music was bad. Right. But I don't feel like some... They're either unremarkable or they're incredibly memorable. So it's it's one or the other. There's no middle line there, I feel like. None. Now, moving on to the other side of this coin, we were just talking about the town building game. Uh, when you start this venture, you start off with two humans who are wanting to rebuild, and they're asking for your assistance. To make rebuilding possible, you must clear areas to make them habitable by, by using uh, miracles, which are in the form of lightning, rain, sunlight, wind, and earthquakes, a.k.a. acts of God. Right. Um, you can also control the servant angel to help ward off monsters that attempt to destroy your civilization. And these monsters can be tempered by building your civilization, or civilization near the monster's layers, and as the town folk uh, get closer, they will eventually take it upon themselves to seal that layer. This also helps encourage growth and population, which can then in turn help increase your power. So you, you, everybody wins. Everybody wins by working together and building your town. Everybody. Uh, this game, it was truly unique in its time and something that I don't feel like any game has quite pulled off the mm. same way since. They haven't. They really haven't. Because the way I was really trying to think about this before really cementing this comment, there have been a lot of games that have come out afterwards, but they've blended genres. Dude, you know, Mario you have, Brothers could do this so good. You have uh, action RPGs now. So right. you have these... In fact, anything where you level up, I feel like it automatically becomes an RPG for some reason. Like, that, right. all, yeah, that automatically classifies it as such, which I don't really agree with. Or it really has RPG elements, I guess. Yeah. But you have, you have all these game-blending ideas, and they're good. Don't get me wrong, but this was two separate games. You could easily have removed each one and said, here's a game that this is, right. and you can play that game. Or here's this game over here that this is, and you can play that. I don't feel like you can take yeah. the element out of these other games where they're blended right. the way they are, and it still work. Right. But these feel like two yeah. completely different games. But it works so good. But they work, yes. Yep. I like in the city building... Like, did you, you know, maybe I'm, I want to make sure I'm thinking of the same game. I know what this game is, but at one point, did you have, like, your people got, like, leprosy or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I thought, and they are just laying there on the ground. Yeah, you'd have, they'd get sick. Yeah. You'd have to find ways to heal them. Their crops would start to burn or they'd, they'd Cattle ruin, would die. And you'd have to find ways. I mean, you had to keep them happy. Yeah. If you didn't keep them happy, they'd, they'd all fall over and die or you'd start to lose power. Yeah. yeah. So it got tricky because there was, I think the last time I played it, I realized because as a kid, it didn't occur to me how to do it. It was just like, that's why my brother was doing it, obviously. But there was a, there was a, almost like a, a way to really maximize everyone's happiness. Right. And I didn't realize that years ago. I thought, okay, wait a minute. So if I do this, this will make them happy, right? So if I, maybe if I change this here and I do this, I mean, you, really got strategic with it to the point where I realized how to maximize everyone's happiness, which again increases you and right. your XP. So it, strategy really came into play yeah. and I just I didn't realize how complex it was for oh, yeah. that time. 
And so the, the character was cool when you played. You had the big sword. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the levels were pretty good, if I remember right. They, they, yeah, they, they were pretty terrible. solid platformers. I didn't feel like there was one in there that was um, garbage level. Mm-mm. I mean, I don't want to make it sound like the game is just easy. Right. But it was playable. Right. You know, you could easily get to the end if you are a skilled gamer. Right. You know. Yeah. You had to have some kind of skill. Yeah. Now, again, the the fact that you could you could split these up make them work however the idea alone for how this game came about it's wholly unique if if there's another game out there please let me know because i want to know i would like to try this game out that could be just like this but this is why its sequel was so inferior Mm -hmm. because it just said no let's just go straight to the action it'll be fine i don't even remember the sequel because it's so forgettable right i just i don't care for it the game or this game has seen, like I said, there was a re-release on the Wii Virtual Console. There was actually a minimalist version that was uh, consisting of the first three levels. It was released uh, limited on mobile devices. This game and its ideas are too good to have fallen off into obscurity. Square Enix has the rights. They could easily revive this franchise and do something spectacular with it. Oh, yeah. Whether I think so. it's visuals, the score, maybe even a slightly more complex version of the game itself, keep right. the core idea. Right. Two separate games in one, mm-hmm. and you would have a masterpiece. Act Razor needs to return yep. for a new generation. I think so. Oh, I would love it. Yes, for sure. Be Forget- on every console, though. Mm-hmm. Don't or just or the PS4, whichever one I have, whichever, be on whichever there. one I can play. Yeah, whichever one I can <laughs> play, be on that one at least. Mm. Well, they've got a pretty good deal with Sony, so I yeah. think it would be a sure thing. I think so. And then you, they'd have to cater to their Nintendo fans and say, "Well, we we were over here once before, so right, come right back. Yeah, we'll be back." And it could be fun on the Switch. You could carry around and do your town building, and then you come home and then you do your action. No. No, okay. I was just throwing out a reason. That's a good idea. I love your enthusiasm. I want this to happen. I do too. But like you said, don't don't overthink it. It starts here. Yeah, it starts here. If this happens, we started it. That's right. Yeah, right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was our show. That was it. Mm-hmm. A nice little fist bump at the end. We did. We'd like to thank everyone out there who listens every week. Whether you listen on Podbean, YouTube, Google Play, iTunes, wherever you listen, your support is much appreciated. Thank you. Special thanks to our patrons who make this show and other shows that we do possible. If you want to be a member of our special inner circle, go to patreon.com slash pencil and paper productions. Get yourself that status. Get it. That way you can get all those special goodies that I'm putting naked pictures on there next week. What are you going to put on? Naked pictures. Naked pictures. Of me. All right, ladies. There you go. You have incentive. Ten dollars gets you naked pictures of Todd. I'm gonna blur out my junk though. Well, okay, almost. Well, I guess that's fair because we don't need to have like full nudes. That'd be a, ti- that'd be be a tiny blur. That'd be a tiny blur. It won't Just take a little you five dot. minutes. It won't take you five minutes. You're gonna oh, have you gonna... to. No, no. You're gonna have to blur that. I'm not doing that. No, no. <laughs> I'll you... put it up there. No, you can do it. You can do oh, it. it. I can't do it. Gotta do everything. Gotta blur out your I penis. I can't blur out my penis. Uh, anyway, <laughs> God, see what I gotta do. You Ten know. bucks 
Ten bucks. That's all I'm saying. Just boost. Oh, if you, my God, if no, I see if no, I see a, no. a boost to ten bucks from any of you, I'm gonna start questioning who you are. Just saying. That's scary. A little bit. I don't want to do. It. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, we're promising right now. If somebody subscribes no. to ten no, bucks, no, 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 no. Yeah, we no. have to now. No. That's why they're doing it. They want to see half naked pictures of you. I don't ever <laughs> want to do that. Not on the internet. My mama would kill me. I know, but is she a Patreon subscriber? No, no like, she would I'm not, pretty sure this would be the one thing that like <laughs> hurts my presidential <laughs> campaign. You know what I mean? Like that would be the thing that comes back to you. Yeah. Look at this blurred picture of you. Why is the blur so tiny? <laughs> you don't want to vote for this guy. No, don't do that. At least you don't have tiny hands. Anyway. Mm, not a bad hair job. Uh, if you have a story or topic you want us to cover, hit us up on Facebook or the Twitters or wherever you can find us and let us know what you want to hear us talk about. If there's any other social media platform, as I mentioned last week, that's yeah. better for you, let us know. We try to be everywhere, but we can't be everywhere. We just do our best to do it. They do it. And then like, hit us up with a retro review if you think you have one you want us to check yes. out. If you have a game you want us to talk about. To look back on, we will gladly do it. We will talk about whatever in the hell you want us to talk about. Even if it's a bad game, I'll be generous enough to do it. If we can find it. If we can find it. I have a Nintendo and a Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. If you need, we need to hook it up to the TV, we got it. That's right. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. I am Stephen White. And I am Chancho Javier Smith Johnson. What was my last name? Smith. Chancho Smith. Mm-hmm. Javier Smith. Chancho Javier Smith. <laughs> okay. You got it. <laughs> CJS. Uh, join us again next week. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.